I love food trucks. Like to me, I would my dream is to own a food truck and run it like always has been right. So chef will be right up my alley. I I really think it'd be a blast. Like think about it. You get to take your restaurant wherever you want to go and you don't have to worry about like serving staff. You just literally have a kitchen and then you have one person that takes orders. And depending on how busy you are, that could be the cook (laughs) and and you're good. That's it. And you make whatever the hell you want. And you could be like, your food truck can be like, what's it? It's either in Chicago or Philadelphia where you go and make food and then they just fucking rip on you when you order. They just make fun of you incessantly. And it's like part of the, it's part of the gimmick, part of the act. Hell yeah. Oh, I can't remember if it's in Philly or Chicago now. I'm pretty sure it's in Chicago. I I, I was going to say Philly. Oh, but they might, I know they do cheesesteaks there. Yeah. See, I'm trying to remember, but like, like a Philly thing. Yeah, like where they just absolutely make funny, they rip you to shreds while you're ordering. Like, oh, we got this fucking guy coming up for a Philly cheesesteak. Who's this fucking bum? <laughs> you're not even welcome here, bud. You can get steak and get out of here. Yeah. Look at this pale motherfucker right here. This guy wants his cheesesteak. What a loser. You don't nice need steak. three Philly cheesesteaks, pal. You're not that guy. You're nice not- pants. <laughs> nice pants. What are those zip off at the knees? Dude, why we can we can see through what your fucking pants, bud. Yeah. You're getting your food? It's raining. Don't wear those kind of pants here. Yeah? Nice double ball spot, you prick. <laughs> people are people are Zach not or something here wants a Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. People are not gonna know what we're talking about because I'll probably cut that part for the cold open and I won't include the beginning. And yeah, uh, just all of us like, what the out fuck? of our Philly cheesesteak. Like, who's what are they talking about bald spots and Philly cheesesteaks for? Okay, okay. Now, which of you maroons has ever played basketball before? What in the Matrix hell? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Van Slam, Vancouver's only, to our knowledge, NBA podcast here on the Area 51 Sports Network. I am Joshua Griffith, one-third of your hosts on the show, and I'm joined by my better halves, of course, the boss, Mr. Sean Warren. Sean, welcome. Uh, welcome back. We're back, boys. After three weeks, we are back. I like After- it. After three weeks, and the thirty-three point four percent that makes everything whole, the one and only Jay Bowman, or AKA Ghost Train. Come on in, man, and welcome to the Slam. He had a Funko Pop. Um, you can't no, see that because it's a podcast. No, um, Why are you lying to these people? Why are you <laughs> lying and telling them about holding the Funko know Pop of Kevin Richardson from the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> they wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> um, so, random story: I interviewed a, a Whitecaps player, and I asked him just about random music questions. And he brought up Backstreet Boys and how he loves, he's seen them like five times in concert. And I'm like, well, we didn't, I didn't ask you about concerts. I just asked you about locker room music, but I know you really love Backstreet Boys now. It's a banger concert. Fantastic. I saw them last time there in Vancouver. It was absolutely unreal. That was the first time I saw Vancouver's, uh, their new like third jerseys because they all came out wearing them, oh, which right. they did at every Canadian. I love that. I love that. I did I the know. research. They're Sell in Calgary out. tonight before wearing the Calgary Flames jerseys. I thought they were all about the Canucks. I was hoodwinked and bamboozled. <laughs> so this is probably before any of our Big time fans. 
bandwagoners. <laughs> Probably be- before any of our times going to concerts. But did you guys ever go to a concert and they ripped out a Vancouver Grizzlies jersey? Ooh. Ooh. No, no that's, that'd be a good move now, though. That'd be pretty slick, though. Yeah, because everybody like Snoop Dogg coming out with the Canucks jersey. Yeah, we've seen yeah, it. We've seen done. the Canucks jerseys, all different eras of them. We've seen it. But you come out rocking a, a Sharif, a Blue Edwards, a Greg Anthony. Oh, oh, that's good shit. I was very tempted last weekend to finally buy a Grizzlies jersey. I... I've been long wanting one, but I just can never find the one that I really want. And it's like the teal Sharif. Um, that's the one I want. Oh, and yeah. I've, I found it. And I was <laughs> like, oh, do I do it? Do I just do it? Not yet. I will do it. I don't like how that story ended with you not doing it. Yeah, and I also, that's a great story. It, it, it took a turn because you were like, I can't find the one that I wanted. I'm like, this man's looking for a Stromile Swift jersey. Somebody <laughs> help him out. That'd be cool. I would take a Stromile Swift jersey. <laughs> I would just like to buy like an oversized, oversized Big Country Reeves jersey and just like yeah. wear it swimmingly. Just be like, yeah, I'm a Big Country fan. And, and you could like, also yes, say, yeah, say, yeah, this was his. <laughs> this is country sized. Look at her. I have to like. You I'd think I like, just wear something like this just because? No. I'd have to age it somehow. Because it yeah. come brand new, but I don't know. Can you? I guess you can. Still got the new. tags on it. It's yeah, got exactly. like the Mitchell and Ness tags on it, and you're like, I, "Game worn, baby." I bought it. <laughs> I bought it. It was too big, so I decided rather than take it back, I'll just eat my way into it. So I'm up to 270 pounds now, and eventually this is gonna fit like a glove. I'm just waiting for it to grow like eight inches, and then I'm good. <laughs> It's tight. It's tight around the waist already. Yeah. That's good, but it still just swims in the chest area. So, at least I probably wouldn't have to wear pants if I had it. I'm just draped down. Yeah, there it's you go. Fashion sense. Yeah, my girlfriend did that once dress. to my hockey jersey because she's very small, and it was like a friggin' dress. <laughs> it's a good look. A good uh, look. Yeah, um, I've had girlfriends do that before. I agree with that look. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Okay. It goes the other way. Yeah. Josh wears the girlfriend's jersey and it looks like a dress on him. And then <laughs> <laughs> I wear it if I want to feel like the incredible Hulk. Yeah. I'm gonna flex right now and bust out of this thing. <laughs> She's like, please stop wrecking my shirts. Yeah. Please no. stop talking what to do. <laughs> when you tuck your knees inside my jersey, it stretches it out. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Do we, we don't have basketball news to talk about. I mean, we do. We have some fun rumors. We have some trade yeah, rumors. About it. Um, ben Simmons is still a Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> that game of chicken is incredible now. You, you know what? Get... I'm not going to camp. All right, fine. We're going to fucking find you. You'll be here. Yeah, it's great. I love it. And then everybody around the league is seemingly pulling back on what their uh, packages were. It's like, yep, yeah, we're not going to send you Wiggins and couple firsts and then the seventh and 14th. We're not going to do that. Yeah, we're not going to send you this guy. We're not going to send you this guy. So, man, this thing's a mess. You can get John Wall. <laughs> That's what you can I don't get. Even, I don't even think they can get John Wall right now. I know no? Houston's yeah. trying to shop him. Yeah. But, like, if... if they were, I don't think they would do straight up. I think Philly would have to include something. So let's, I, I didn't want to pull this bandit up Oof. right away, but let, let's get the, the Ben Simmons 
chitter chat out of the way. It kind of looks like he's going to be a Philadelphia 76er to start the season, whether mm-hmm. or not he plays yep. to start the season. That will, I guess, be left to Daryl Morey and the rest of the, the organization. Um, but yeah, like Ghost Train, as you have alluded to, his stock has plummeted. And oh, yes. Yeah. Like people don't want to offer him anything. Like the, the, the packages right now that teams are offering for Ben Simmons is garbage and a second round. Yeah. And, you know, that's all pretty much from his doing, both on the court and off the court. Uh, That is a very bitter, contentious relationship between him and the team now. And I think both are just planting their feet in. And we could be in for a long standoff here because the 76ers are not going to give up a player of Ben Simmons caliber. He is still a high caliber player. They are not going to do that for peanuts, no matter what this guy does. And And I feel like he is so emotionally fragile and he's so hurt over what happened not just during the offseason but also during the playoffs that he's not going to waffle either also Simmons has always had his camp firmly in his ear right not working with uh suggested shooting coaches keeping it within his own tight circle he has his circle of advisors that he's not gonna you know not listen to and none of those folks are going to be like you know what, just just go back and raise your stock and then you'll go somewhere. No, they're going to be just like him. Fuck those guys. Don't go back and hold out for, for a trip to California. Well, and why should he care about his stock, really? Like, he, yeah. feels, he feels betrayed or, uh, you know, let down by the franchise. Why is he going to go back to camp, up his stock so that they can get a better return for him? He doesn't mm-hmm. care. Yep. He doesn't care. He just wants to go somewhere else. Yep. But so he doesn't get to choose where he goes. That's the thing. Yeah. He's trying to dictate where. And Seven Sisters like, no, fucking send them to Winnipeg. They don't even have a team yet. Like, oh, you just go there and wait. They'll build it. They'll, they'll get it. You just stay there. You wait out your contract. But uh, yeah, I absolutely think if push comes to shove, they're going to find him if he doesn't report to camp. And they're going to keep finding him because, yeah, Maury's not going to fuck around here. Okay. So, Sean, you mentioned his represent- representation and it's Rich Paul one of the the premier agents in the NBA. It's a guy who knows how to play all of these games. It's a guy who knows how to get his, his players. And that's LeBron's guy. That's LeBron's guy. It's, it's yeah, it's the, it's the guy who knows how to get his players where they want to go. Whether Ben Simmons is going to have to, you know, fat suit it up and show up to training camp, which would just be absolutely <laughs> hilarious. But the thing for me is like, when I'm looking at Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is still a top player. Like I brought up the the 2021 rankings for the top 75 players. Ben Simmons number 20 on that list. Deservedly so. It, and it is deservingly so. And if and if the guy was able to shoot, we're looking at maybe what top five, may not that's generous. Top, top 10? Top 10? Top yeah, you seven? say about what he does all the way top up and down 15? the court defensively playmaking ability all the guy needed to do was develop a shot and that's kind of what it is is that's really all he needed to do and that was all he ever needed to do but it's very clearly the case where he just decides not to do it doesn't care and that's why i think people are really pissed off if he was trying and not succeeding unless at least you can kind of be like oh well okay he gave it his you know he's trying he just doesn't necessarily have that shot but it's clear that he just doesn't feel like it seems like he doesn't feel like putting the work in. Now, Joshua, you mentioned Rich Paul, Rich Paul's other client that he has, which is in the mix here is Tyrese Maxey. 
So apparently it's, you know, rumored innuendo or whatever that he is wanting Maxi to 100% be part of any package that sends Simmons out of Philadelphia because he wants both of his clients out of there. Now, if he's so okay. adamant to get his clients out, what's the possibility in the future that any potential f- like free agent or signing that is represented by Rich Paul will consider the 76ers? It's got to be zero. Wow, that's actually yeah, that's huge because that's that's a that's a major burnt bridge. It's it's one thing to burn it with like Ben Simmons, which it is what it is, but with Rich Paul, like that's a like that's like a hockey team burning it with like Pat Brisson. Like yeah. you, you like you're talking yeah. an agent like one of the premier agents of your league represents some of the highest profile athletes. Um man that's that's a it goes yeah this standoff goes so much deeper than just one player and one team yeah and and the thing too with ben simmons is he's not going to be taking a pay cut this contract's set he's 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 a very very well-paid nba player regardless of anywhere he goes so it's going to be really interesting to see how this all shapes out and the the Rich Paul aspect and the the burning the bridges with them um, because I know Tyrus Maxey was on kind of the trade block with him like yep. as a as a move to go, but I wasn't aware of that kind of reasoning. Yeah, yeah, the reasoning in the end, the aspect behind the the Rich Paul and his agency. And here's what I want to see happen. And even though this potentially like hurts the 76ers or whatever, I'm done with this in the NBA. Peep star players not showing up, not doing this, and forcing their way out of town while on a contract. I'm sick of it. So if this whole thing plays out, even if it costs Philadelphia like a title or whatever, if this whole thing plays out and they stick to their guns and they like just continue to fine this baby for not showing up, I'm I'm kind of for it. I wish it was happening to, you know, the Cassowari or the freaking, <laughs> you know, Sacramento Kings instead of the 76ers, but at some point like these teams got to take a stand and go, "You know what? You embittered superstar players. Fine. You don't want to report, you want to force a trade out. Well, sit on the bench for a couple of years. We'll find you. You're not living up to your end of the contract. Here we go cuz there's got to be a breaking point somewhere." Yeah, it'd be interesting just to see how far both sides are willing to go because in this case, both sides are incredibly stubborn. Like, Moray's notoriously stubborn and sets his price and doesn't dip. Yeah, And then you also have, like you said, Ben Simmons, who that, that relationship is so fractured. It's it's the bone's not even in the body anymore, right? No, no. Um, like, I, it was interesting that you brought up the cassowary because I was kind of thinking about them for for this too like i understand they don't have a lot to give but i think ben simmons would be a decent like a a good ad for them like um that's that's definitely the type of player that i think they should be going after is is somebody like a ben simmons so well he's lonzo he's lonzo ball 3.4.0 yeah oh yeah Right. And I mean, Lonzo didn't work there, but they they certainly tried and and it was the right type of try. Like, I I can't fault them for for testing the waters on Lonzo because that to me, they identified the right type of player. Yeah, they just it just didn't work. But Ben wants to go to California. I want to sunshine, not New Orleans. Well, enjoy Mardi Gras, bud. Yeah, (laughs) Mardi Gras looks like a fucking good time. Go see a Saints game. (laughs) Chill out. 
Come yeah. on. No breeze anymore, but Jameis Winston's doing okay. <laughs> yeah. Camara's still there. Suck it up. Yeah. Pal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a little uh, disclaimer note. As of right now, the New Orleans Saints are stationed in Dallas, Fort Worth, or sorry, Fort yeah. Worth, Texas, and playing out of Jacksonville. So you can't actually see them in New Orleans. That's true. Yeah. And they Not used yet. that to their advantage against the Packers last week. Yeah. That's where we're gonna play. Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who we have next week. Where's the least where's the least effective place they play? That's where our game is gonna be. <laughs> no, I had a, I had an, another traveling oh, road show. Um one of the things that's really interesting about what the NBA does, like um, it kind of brings me to an, another point that I want to bring up, another kind of guy who's asked for a trade is John Wall from the Houston Rockets and him and Houston have both agreed that he's just going to sit on the bench. He's going to report. He's going to do all of that stuff, but he's just going to sit and not play until he gets a trade. And that's kind of a fascinating thing that players do in the NBA. Hmm. You can tell like the, the fractured uh, relationship between the 76ers and Ben Simmons and his camp that they don't just want to be like, okay, well, well, you just come report, do everything like that. We'll just sit you on the bench and we'll find you a trade. Mm. Both teams are playing such hardball. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going to stop. No, the wall one is interesting to me because like, I, I assume it's because of health reasons. Like the guy has a hard time staying healthy. So if they have any real hope of trading him or moving him to a new place, like, playing him is probably not the best option um but i like it's weird to me that a, a player of john wall's stature injury history or not isn't like sought after across the league well he makes 42 million dollars for a max contract right it's, yeah yeah that's fair and those, yeah, those max contracts are the things that really throw wrenches into this because teams, you know, can't afford to take on that kind of money or don't view it as a suitable investment because, as you mentioned, John Wall injury carries history. with him an injury history. Yeah. And, Is there any I mean, way that they can retain anything? Like, if you're Houston, could you retain some of that contract? I don't or think... That, uh, that really a thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that you can retain. I'd have to check into the CBA of basketball on that one, but I don't think that you can retain any contract or any salary in basketball, but there is the luxury tax, right? So it doesn't really yeah. matter if the team's over it and they try and get John Wall. But yeah, like you're saying, like is, is a team going to want to trade assets again for, you know, for John Wall, who's getting $42 million a year. He's, more of a veteran he's getting up in his age he's had a yeah he's definitely very, an older player which is mm-hmm. gonna just continue to enhance that injury proneness right he's not gonna suddenly become more healthy than he's ever been right and he's not <laughs> old enough to play on the lakers yeah a couple more years <laughs> young spout you'll get there he's in that middle window he's as like as soon as that max contracts up he's going yeah. to la baby they're like sorry man we can't sign you for the minimum the veterans minimum but i mean the lakers uh, retirement home yeah i'm seeing you know some of the the suitors for john wall 76ers being thrown out i i can't see how houston trades for ben simmons so that i mean unless they're keeping ben simmons and getting uh john wall as well um but boston seems like a good fit for John Wall. Um where, where do you guys what do you guys think John That'd Wall? That'd be a is reunion. Oh no, sorry. They have they took Kemba, not yeah. Yeah, they took Kemba. 
Because I mean, um, it looks like he's out. He's out of there. So where do you guys think John Wall's going to end up? Boston's a decent guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I've been kind of racking my brain on this one for a bit because, like, there's not too many places that either are in desperate need of, uh, of somebody like John Wall or. Or and have the cap space to do it, right? That's what it is. Yeah, it's the it's the cap space. It's yeah, it's the both, right? Um, I saw Dallas too also being thrown out there, and maybe him taking mm-hmm. kind of a less ball handling role to Luka Doncic, and and maybe moving Porzingis into more of a passing and a ball distributing role for John Wall when yeah. he's on the floor. Um, that could actually not, really help them. Well, it's not yeah. going to be just about John Wall. They're going to need to you know package up. A bunch of stuff that they don't want to lose for this because Houston can't just straight up not at that contract, not with that player. They can't just ship John Wall somewhere. Another team in order to take that on is also going to want additional assets, which is just going to further set Houston back. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. What happened to Houston? Like the years Hard ago, I remember. It wasn't Maury because I don't want to be looking at the 76ers two years from now going, oh, yeah, that's the, you know, that's the Maury uh, fingerprints True. all over it. This well, thing, I was, the whole I was, thing collapsed. I was going to say Daryl Maury had them like up as one of those top franchises. They were competing. They were the team that were going to dethrone the Golden State Warriors in the yeah. Western Conference. You know, we look back, what was that, like six, seven years ago? Like it wasn't even that long, right? Like they were the team, the next upstart team. And they just couldn't Chris, actually, you know what? They probably would have beat them, but Chris Paul had that injury Uh in the, um, in the Western conference semifinals. And then uh, Golden State Warriors were ended up winning. But uh, yeah, man, Houston, just the, the fall to nothing. And what if, what if the Washington wizards reacquired John Wall and paired him back up with Bradley Beal because they in order to him, gain they, assets back. Yes, because they dealed him for Westbrook mm-hmm. uh, in order to get Westbrook. And Westbrook now he went to the retirement home, so yeah. Westbrook's done. But wouldn't it be an interesting little maneuver if the Wizards, because the Wizards haven't really you know replaced uh, Westbrook with really anything of note. So wouldn't it be interesting to see him maybe form a backcourt with Bradley Beal? Because it looks like by all accounts Beal will be staying in Washington. And uh, yeah, to try and get that tandem back together. I like it. Yeah, I, yeah, I like it. Uh, I think there's space there. There's obviously the the old longtime connection, the old reunion there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. And it would be it would be smart on the Wizards' front. It'd be like purchasing assets, right? So it'd yeah. be like, okay, I'll give you. Uh, a much, much lesser asset. You give me uh, John Wall and uh, like a more premium asset to take him off your books for you. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just call it even. Yeah. And when it comes to the Sixers, I'm super skeptical of them giving up any additional assets for John Wall for like a win now type period because they have the ability with some of the young players they have in the system to still be competitive for a good, probably like four, five, six years. But... 
any big home run move they make if they want to go all in for this year or next year and Embiid's prime, that's going to cost them a lot of good young talent, which, you know, concerns me to no end. I mean, I've seen pictures of uh, Tyrese Maxey in summer working out like recently. That guy is beefed up. I don't know if you guys seen. I don't know if you guys also scour the internet for pictures of Tyrese Maxey's muscles, but let me tell you, that guy's got some beef on him. That guy's put in the work in the offseason, and I'm really excited for him to be part of the team in the future, but who knows if that's ever going to happen, and I would not want to see him included in some sort of John Wall package at all. That's actually my most recent Google search is just Tyrese Maxey's muscles. Um, mm-hmm. It's my homepage. So- Good stuff, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Google images. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, I agree. Like, I think for the 76ers, it would make little to no sense to go after Wall and cough up that kind of assets for him. Yeah. I don't know. I I didn't think of, of Washington as being um, an option for, for John Wall to go back to. What what do you guys think that he would require for a return from Washington? Like, are we just looking at a couple, like maybe two first round picks? I don't know what the trade deal was. It was just pretty much straight up for him and Russell Westbrook, was it not? I think yeah, couple maybe. Honestly, I think there'd be more assets going the other way. Like, mm-hmm. I I think that I think the Wizards would be gaining like a first to take Wall because of the contract, giving up like a yes. second. Yeah, because you can't that's what build. I think. This is a weird Bayer's last name, but you can't build around a wall, right? You can't. Like, he's not going to you be. You need at least four of them. You need at least four John Walls in order to make this happen. No, uh, don't break the fourth one. Uh, well, he'll, he'll fit in nicely with uh, the roster. Who there? There's a roof and four windows. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So in Houston, they are they're way farther back than they need to be right now than they'd like to be. They need to kind of circle the wagons and go. We need to build towards the future here. So, yeah, it would make sense for them to possibly, uh, you know, include a little bit more in that uh, in that package uh, and then maybe try and, you know, deal somebody else to get some draft capital back. Who knows? But, you know, Houston's just a bit of a tire fire right now ever since Maury left and Harden fast suited his way out of there. Um, nothing has ever really worked in Houston because even though they made it deep into the playoffs, I don't feel like anybody ever really seriously took them as a threat. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like the team was as good as Harden would take them, yeah. regardless of the cast around him. Like oh, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, like he, they, he, they've always had like at least one other partner for him that was an elite tier player. But it was it was always as far as James Harden could take them almost single handedly. And in today's NBA, there's not a lot of players that can do that single-handedly. And as much as James Harden is a fantastic player, like, don't get me wrong, he's, like, top five for sure. Um, I just I just never, I don't know. He can't seem to get over that last little bump. Yeah, wherever, wherever he goes. I think you need to honestly be, like, a top three player to will your team forward, like, by yourself. Um, and you can't do it for prolonged periods of time. Like, like honestly, those three would be like Giannis, uh, not even LeBron anymore, like a Kevin Durant in his prime. Yep. Uh, and healthy. And maybe even even Durant, even Durant couldn't do it by himself or even with a James Harden back in, in OKC. So like Giannis and, and maybe Curry or like a, a healthy and rested Kawhi, maybe. 
Like that would be like your three guys. I, I think you're downplaying the talents of Middleton and Drew Holiday, though, for the Bucks. That's fair. Like yeah. they they get really downplayed. Like oh, they're not. But those they're just guys not are, the big flashy names. That, they're not the big flashy names. Yeah. But those are top NBA stars. Like they're not superstars, but like they're stars, and every team has the stars. So, but I mean, like I think it's that one tier down though that ends up like like think about LeBron needing like AD, right? Well, like, he, the, well think Kyrie about like, Irving, the Bulls teams, like Kukoc and Kerr. Those are the kind of guys that they are. Those are stars. Yeah, those yeah. are stars. They're star players, stars, but not Absolutely. superstars. But even yeah. like Steph Curry had Kevin Durant, um, you know, Damon Green, uh, oh, Clay yeah. Thompson, right? Like, there's yeah. not which are superstar. I, I think I guess maybe the best example is the Giannis one because he's a star superstar that only has a couple stars. But like, we got to go way back to find just the team. I guess maybe the Toronto Raptors because I would say probably Toronto. was a superstar and, and then Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry was a star. I would say is a star. Yeah. And then like Pascal and OG are lesser stars at the time. Right? Van Vliet. Van Vliet. Like I would say it was kind of like a, they probably had four, maybe five star players and then one superstar talent. Well, they also had somebody who had like telekinesis that was able to move that ball around the hoop and then have that shot drop in. I'm still not sure which member of the Raptors was able to do that with his mind, but uh, it was Drake, I'm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Drake's got magic powers, he's on the sidelines, like jediing it into the yeah, <laughs> that ball was out. What happened? Oh, what a shot! <laughs> well. The dagger. The dagger. Okay, well, I, I, I kind of do want to talk about some Toronto Raptors because there was some some news about Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. But first, I want to cut to a quick ad break. So we- Someone sponsors this show? Uh, no, but I want to give a great shout-out to the Adelaide United Zoo in uh, Australia, home of... Two South Cassowaries. So what? Adelaide Zoo is now open. Here's what you need wow. to know. Please wear a face mask. You need to follow all health mandatory uh, things in, Aus- in Australia. Um, they have lots of great stuff. There's a panda experience you can go check out. So make sure you check out the Adelaide Zoo in Australia. Yeah. You ever see uh, We Bought a Zoo? You ever see that picture? No, I haven't. At the end of the movie, yeah. when everybody shows up to the zoo, sorry for the spoilers, Joshua, and they're all having a great time. That could be you in Adelaide, Australia. You might not be able to it buy the zoo, you. but you could go to it. So fucking go to it. And if you listen to this show and you don't understand the cassowary thing, first off, go back to like what episode one? We Probably about the cassowary. Yeah. Okay, that would be that's honestly the perfect. The perfect uh, sponsor break for us. Yeah, and also it's go so watch We Bought a Zoo because I watched it. I cried like a baby. Is that the one with Matt movie? Damon? Is that Matt yeah. Damon? Matt Damon, yeah. yeah. Oh, when people all showed up to the zoo, I lost it. I was a blubbering mess. It was Christmas Day. <laughs> so um, when I reached out to the zoo yesterday, they were closed. So hoping to hear back from them, maybe we can get an official plug. Um, I'm, I'm really not going to charge them anything. Uh, Josh is going to fly would just there. Literally, literally if they can the send day. me pictures of cassowaries, that's yeah, that's about get, good enough. Yeah, can we get a cassowary to... wearing Van Slam merch? Oh, oh yeah, a hat. send her the hat. 
Okay. <laughs> Don't go to the Sydney Zoo. That zoo's trash. It's the Adelaide. It's all about Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I like literally had to find out. I was like, is there zoos with cassowaries? And I did some Google searching. Um, and also messaged my Australian producer, and he's like, why are you asking me this? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I yo, I need zoos with cassowaries. I just Googled Adelaide Zoo. It just autofilled Adelaide Zoo is the best. There yeah. it is. I've, I, that's what I'm getting to. Like the, like something like user five thousand, like like five hundred or something different animals or something. Oh yeah, hold uh, hold the twenty five hundred animals, two hundred fifty different species. I couldn't even name twenty five animals. They got twenty five hundred. <laughs> what a zoo! <laughs> wow, elite zoo. Top, South Australian Adelaide Zoo, top tier zoo, top tier zoo. Plus, if Australia is known for anything, it's having the craziest critters. So imagine a zoo that brings Australians to go visit it. Yeah. Like, that's got to have some of the craziest animals. Like, there's animals in there that nobody's even heard of, for sure. Like, Adelaide Zoo doesn't even know that they're in there. There's a dinosaur in there. (laughs) They do. There's a Gallimimus right there in the Adelaide Zoo. Everyone's overlooking it. I don't know if you guys know this, but it's also Australia's second oldest zoo after the Melbourne Zoo. I'll tell you right now, Melbourne Zoo, you washed. You done? It's You're the over. Lakers. This yeah. is the zoo here. This is the one. You lost. It's yeah. over. Give it up. And that He's has like, been the Melbourne world's is... longest unsponsored <laughs> ad post about the South Australian Adelaide. I'm passionate about this zoo. <laughs> Melbourne, you're like the Carmelo Anthony of today. You used to be cool, but not anymore. It's all about Adelaide now. You were hot shit in 05, all right? We will all admit the Melbourne Zoo was sinking buckets in 2005, but it is 2021. The fact that you think for a second you could hang with the Adelaide Zoo, what is wrong with you? Something is wrong with you, and we need to figure that out. (laughs) <laughs> All right, and that's... You're, you're completely washed your animals are old and you, your place stinks <laughs> this went from an ad for Adelaide Zoo and turned into a Melbourne disc fest it's the official zoo of Van Slam <laughs> oh. good thing it's a seamless transition okay that's right. They have dinosaurs. Ooh. And one of the teams that's known <laughs> as the dinosaurs, the Toronto Raptors. Pascal yeah. Siakam uh, has been in the news lately. Transition. Coming out in the, thank you, the New York Times with, uh, with an article about how he, uh, he feels like he was let down last year as the superstar and, and wants to kind of step into his own this year. Uh, do, do you guys think Pascal Siakam and the Raptors are going to take a step this year or... What what do you think is going on with Pascal? That is, an, that is an interesting question, and I know you can all hear it in my voice that I'm struggling to not talk about how great the Adelaide Zoo is. But we're going to move <laughs> on. I am going to answer that question about the Raptors, but you can tell that I'm just bursting at the seams to put the zoo over a little bit. But no, we got to move on. We you can do a whole show on the cats, zoo. folks. So, they, only, they only get seven minutes of ad time on the show, so we got to <laughs> keep it tight, guys. All right. Pascal Siakam 
the Raptors were involved in a lot of off-season trade talks and a lot of stuff, go, a lot of moving pieces. So I don't even know if they are aware of what their identity is going to be moving into this season. And that doesn't really, I mean, you guys tell me as Raptors fans, that inspire like a lot of confidence. You're seeing a lot of other teams in the East make moves, solidify their position. But then one minute Siakam's being shopped here, the next minute, oh, there's a package going to the 76ers for Simmons that's being offered and walked back on. Like, they don't seem to have a whole level of confidence heading into this season. And I would argue they haven't had a level of confidence since Kawhi left and they won that title. Yeah, hard to argue that. I yeah, you're right. I don't have a I don't have a lot of confidence going into this season for the Raptors because I just don't really know what they are. I don't know what that is. Uh like um Kyle Lowry leaving and Goran Dragic coming in, like that's kind of a to me, like I don't think they'll take a step forward. I don't think they'll necessarily take a step back. They're just going to stay the same. Like uh, to me, they're exactly the same team, just without their heart and soul guy, but replaced with an equivalent type player. Like I just, I don't know. Like I, it's the exact same team to me. I I would agree with that. Like it's the I, I don't see them taking a step forward or dropping back, but I see so many other teams in the East taking a step forward and passing them. Yeah. yeah. The Knicks. Right. The 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 Knicks, the um the East is balked up big. Like, yeah. Uh the Heat. You know, the Heat, Heat uh, yeah. Washington. If you look at Washington's roster, I can see Washington being ahead of Toronto in the East. Then and you still have Boston. You still you have the 76ers. You have Brooklyn. Like, yeah. I don't they're, know, man. They're going to be playing for a play. And, and two, the whole idea of them not fixing their identity after Kawhi Leonard left, it was like, okay, we're going to hang in limbo. We're going to be one of those top teams in the East and, and try and make a run for the next couple of years. Didn't happen. Um, so now we're going to stay kind of a dormant top of the tier team and not do a rebuild but get a, a like a you know like a lottery pick and, and take scotty barnes it just it kind of just yeah. seemed like a a weird where are where is the direction of the Toronto Raptors? and i hate to make this worse for you guys but we didn't even mention the defending champion bucks as a power in the <laughs> Bucks, we, Hawks, we forgot Bulls. about them <laughs> Because you've got, okay, so you've got those top tier teams that you know are going to come into the season being contenders. You're one, you're two, you're three, right? Your Bucks, your 76ers, your Brooklyn Nets. Then you have those middling teams kind of on the rise that maybe they get it together this year and take that next step. Your Atlanta Hawks, your New York Knicks, teams like that. Your uh, heat, you know, your, your heat, Wizards. Wizards. And then you got, oh, you know, even the, your Magic. Like they, I, they could. Bulls. Bulls? Oh, Bulls? I mean, yeah, with De- DeRozan and adding Lonzo Ball. Like, I mean, I'm adding, I'm adding Bulls ahead of. I'm making a list here, and I'm adding I have all of these ahead teams. Of raps too. One, yeah, two, three, all four, these teams five, have spent. They've all spent this time carving out their identities, identifying their issues, addressing them, whether it works or not. And it just seems like since Kawhi left, the Raptors have just kind of been standing pat, which is not going to get you anywhere in the hyper competitive East. To me, I think what they're doing this year is posturing. And I think what they're doing is setting themselves up with kind of a cleaner slate so that they can make a big move later. 
I but would not be surprised they at don't all have, if they, they don't have foreign. contracts coming off. It's not like they have massive contracts coming off the books next year. No, but if they're already open to the idea of moving Siakam. I don't think they are. Judging from that interview yeah. with the New York Times and the messages that he kind of gave about his relationship with Masai Jury and how the organization kind of has him, Fred Van Fleet, and OG Ananobi as the staples. I can't see that happening. But again, Masai traded DeMar DeRozan, so... Yeah, they need someone to build around, and Siakam has to be that guy. If it's not going to yeah. be Siakam, then you know what? Dish your guys for draft picks. Go into a bit of a quick rebuild mode if you can do that. Get some of that money off the books. You can make a splash in like a year or two with a big free agent, and then go on the attack then when the Brooklyn Nets, 76ers, and the Bucks are on their decline, and you can be part of that new class in the East, your Hawks, your Knicks, and stuff, and be jockeying for position then because they're mm-hmm. not in either tier that we just discussed. I, they're not top eight, maybe even top 10. If you add in the Orlando magic and, and maybe, you know, one or two other surprise yeah. teams. And, and also to that point, you think the Indiana Pacers didn't watch that malice of the palace doc and they're not fired up <laughs> looking to reclaim that title that they rightfully should have had, except for that fateful night in Detroit. If I'm a Pacers player, I'm like, we got to do this for them. Reggie Miller is pacing around his house right now, waiting, waiting for the opportunity for Indiana to bring a championship home. Uh, <laughs> and and two, also... Dad jokes galore today. I, I like for, it. <laughs> for Indiana fans, you know, if you need inspiration, look no further back to 1951 in Indiana with the Hoosiers. But unfortunately, yeah. we will not be talking about that this week for Basketball Movie Book Club. Because Sean, yeah, I'm just going to you, you can just tell everybody why we're not going to be covering this one this week. I'm going to throw you right in the great rush. shame. <laughs> great shame. Um Sorry, I, I did not louder. watch you're Hoosier. under a you're under a bus right now. You'll have to speak a little bit louder. It's tough to hear you. <laughs> I'm under a bus. I didn't watch Hoosiers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this about you, Sean Warren. You need to get it together. Ice, I that iced coffee from several weeks ago, you made it right, oh, but yeah. don't think that didn't shake me during that episode that you didn't have an iced coffee. Now the Hoosiers incident? This guy's Dennis Rodman of this team. Sean Warren's yeah. is going to disappear off to Las Vegas for a weekend with Carmen Electra. We're like, all right, well, I guess we'll, we won't do a show then. Hollywood well, Sean Warren. And then I'm like, <laughs> and then I message him. I'm like, oh, okay, well, do you need me to send you a stream or anything? He's like, no. I'm good. No, I'm just straight. I'm not going to watch it. But okay. <laughs> to be fair, this was at like, what? Seven o'clock last night. I worked yes, till midnight. I, you had, bedtime. as I mentioned, you had 12 hours and 57 <laughs> minutes to watch the movie. <laughs> and you yes. missed out. It was so, it was great. Um, how, it was a little bit. Very it was, much looking it's an hour and, 50, yeah. hour and 55 minute long. <laughs> okay. So if he has 12 hours to watch it and it's an hour and 55 minutes long. I could have watched it like that six gives times. you about an additional 10 hours there. I will come to your house. I will kick in the door. I will sit you down on the couch at gunpoint and we will watch Hoosiers if that's what this takes. <laughs> and and you really missed out because as with every movie that's made in 1989, I think it was, and uh, set in 1951, so much subtle little racism. Ah, uh, yes. 
you can't. Yeah, that's just a staple. It is in the Mississippi Burning Cinematic Universe. So, you know, Gene Hackman's character, pretty sure is the same guy. So. <laughs> yeah. and I'm, I'm really disappointed because I like I, I made furious notes like one of them. I just want to mention uh, the, the coach Scooter looks exactly like uh, Raptors coach uh, assistant coach Sergio Scarola. Scariola. There you go, Sean. You've got nice. a coach in the movie that looks like a Raptors assistant coach. How is not that un- <laughs> that not enticing you to watch this Gene Hackman hoops classic? Don't know, man. Don't know. Just drop okay. the ball. Huge I'm not- ball drop. I'm not mad. Say it with me, everybody. I'm just I'm disappointed. Just disappointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but which is bad enough. Now I'm going to take that trauma with me everywhere I go. It, I'm going to have to it, talk to a therapist now. I would imagine you do already, um, but it's okay because Ooh, you know, things where, get dark. Where's my wiener? Yeah, <laughs> I'm supposed to get a wiener with this roast. Here's, here's your hot dog. Go talk to your psychiatrist about it. What if they just like, uncovered couch. some like horrible psychoses that people have just buried, and it's just they break down right then and there when they're ordering their hot dogs. That's what I hear. The best topping though is on a hot dog is just buckets of tears. Yeah, I was gonna say shame. Add some salt. Oh, this hot yeah, dog as well. Yeah, this hot dog's pretty good, but it needs a little something extra. Hey, can you hit my hand with a hammer? I need to cry some tears on this thing to really take it to the next level. Cut so deep that I'm gonna need a therapist for the next five years to recover from this. They have a therapist at the Wiener Circle out back, so in case yeah. they do uncover something, they it's just go right back. Yeah. yeah, go right back and talk. Yeah, talk to Doctor Lowenstein. She'll help you. If you don't get those references, listen before the show starts or after the show starts, or I don't know, just just message us and ask what the reference is about. Um, we do get to talk about some basketball movies this week because we did get a fair bit of questions from Twitter, hey. and one of them was basketball related. Oh, and basketball movie related. Okay, oh, that's good for this show then. Very good for very. They, that's yes. right up our alley. I have a question. How many of those questions are zoo related? Um, give me a second because we got a bunch more actually in the last little bit. Because I put out a last call I feel for like questions. The answer is always going to be not enough. Like we That's could get a right. hundred um, zoo questions. Is it really enough? Is there enough? No, we didn't get any zoo questions. Oh man. Well, well, next week we'll have to next have. Week. I'm sure we'll have tons. I want to have people ask me what my favorite animal to visit at the zoo is. That's what yeah. that's what I want to hear. Well, we're gonna get some we're gonna get some deep dives into your into your personality because we did get some like your favorite questions. So, all right. Uh, but the first one we got that's about a, uh, a basketball movie from Adam Kurzenblatt at Adam K. Blatt from the Third Line Third Line podcast. Yeah. Sean, I don't know. So there's there's a third sub. There's a white caps one. That's the third sub. So I always get them confused. Yeah. Um, who is making up your starting five on the tune squad? You can pick either LeBron or Jordan. Also, why is Tweety Bird always in the running to be a starter, even though he clearly is the worst choice? Yeah, Tweety yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's the question, zero height. Question: Can Yosemite Sam have his firearms with him on the court? Always. Those are basically his hands. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. All right, so <laughs> there it is right there. He's going to shoot someone's teeth out. How is that not a technical one? Shot a man's teeth out. Not a man who was a monster, but still, they got rights. Yeah, there's a man's talents, at least, inside. Yeah. 
I'm going, uh, I got to get Foghorn Leghorn. He's my big man yes. in the middle. Yeah. He's got the ability to position himself. He's going to annoy the shit out of you with his trash talk. Um, yeah. I think I'll, Foghorn- say, I'll say, I'll say. Yeah. Foghorn <laughs> Leghorn is my, uh, yeah, he's my big in the middle for sure. I um, do declare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to have Taz in there. Taz right? for sure. For oh, yeah. speed and tenacity. Roadrunner. Intimidation. Roadrunner. Yeah. The Roadrunner's appeal is that he might be going so fast that the referee doesn't notice that he's traveling. But I think if you're a referee, mm-hmm. you just play the averages and just call traveling on him every time because you're probably right. <laughs> and, I, and I would think that if you have either one of the Roadrunner or Wiley Coyote, you don't want the other one. Because then you're just looking yeah, at like you're that the team they're imploding yeah. on the court. Yeah, there's also, they've, they've canceled each other out. Um, I don't know if Daffy Duck. I don't know if he, I'd want him. Oh my! He was like, relegated to the coaching staff in Space Jam Two. Uh, I think he's a bit of an agitator. He'll get under. Uh, he'll get under your skin. Uh, but he's a Sean Avery. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a chirper. Yeah, yeah, he's fine on the bench. Gotta have Lola. Yeah, oh, of course. Lola's. Oh, because she's like the only baller. Yeah. Like she's actual like the legit only one baller. With like, yeah, legit basketball talent. Yeah. <laughs> Bugs, maybe, but that also might be the same kind of situation. If you go back to like the OG Space Jam, Bugs was pretty distracted by Lola. So, yes. It might be a Wiley Roadrunner kind of situation. So, you might not want to have Bugs out there. So, we got Taz for sure is on the court. Foghorn yeah. Leghorn for sure is on the court. We're all aligned with uh, Yosemite Sam and his guns. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do we want to go more guns and get Elmer Fudd on there too? You could. Yeah. Hey, there's hey, all hey, out. Hey, team, team needs big shooters. So a three. Yeah. So guns another blazing. three. Another three and D because he's a shooter with a gun. That's right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Another three and D. So that's the four. And then are we going LeBron or Jordan? Oh, Jordan. Ah. Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Like, not even a hesitation. It, they both are able to exist within the parameters of the game, but Jordan stretching his arm from half court and getting that dunk. Well, he's got five monsters on his back. Oh, ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. There's yeah, no stopping that man. Well, and then you have your secret stuff in the locker room that enhances your entire team. Yeah, Come I on. I don't feel like LeBron rallied that team emotionally. Like Michael yeah. Jordan was able to rally his team emotionally. They were in the dumps. Foghorn Leghorn was like a full turkey dinner yeah. by the time that halftime came around. They were in body, like some of them were in full body. Wiley Coyote was in a full body cast. Yeah, shit got so bad. You've got Wayne Knight in the, uh, <laughs> in the game. He suits up and he's on the court. What's he doing on the court? How, yeah, how did he get in there? That's, that's. Wayne Knight that ambulance not. scene, though. <laughs> yeah, he would not be on my top five. Doing no, five. Wayne Knight. No, sorry, sorry Bill about Murray. Mark. Would Bill Murray oh, of be course. in your top five? Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh, I forgot Bill Murray. Yeah, um, guy doesn't play any defense. So but... six men, six men off the bench yeah. for Bill Murray. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like Perfect. your your guy. It's crunch time, dying seconds. You really need the need a good possession. You you look to the end of the bench. Bill Murray's sitting there, stretched out, ready to go. You you sauce Bill Murray in there, and then yep. you get the W. Yeah, distracting for the other team. How are you going to D up on Bill Murray? 
Yeah, like you can't DM Bill Murray. Come on. I still, I the, the clips in. Um, oh, it won't. Um, it might show. No, we won't be doing the NBA tip off. But uh, the Bill Murray clip, I love the one when uh, Daffy Duck asked him, like, so how exactly did you get here? Oh, buddy's just teamster of mine. You know, gave him a call. Like, just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah, just took Kids to... love that joke. Kids went nuts for it. I went, <laughs> Union, yeah. I went nuts or for produce, that. Joke. The producer's buddy, right? Yeah. Oh, right, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, so moving on to the next question from Sports Twitter at Sports Twitter CA. Do you see the NBA expanding in the near future? And if you do, if you do, what cities are on your shortlist for potential expansion? How are you a sports owner organization uh, and you don't want Vegas to be in the mix now? So I think Las Vegas has to be at the top of the list. Look what they've done with the Golden Knights. Look what they've now done with the Raiders. I know it's only technically been like one game with fans there, but like Vegas is a certifiable sports city now. So I think Vegas is going to be very high on the list. Uh, There's always the talk about... Yeah. Oh, Seattle, obviously, is always talk about Kansas City yeah. as well. They've been trying to get a team in Kansas City for ages. Like Vancouver, sadly, is probably like fifth or sixth on the list. And I would be comfortable just based on how everything went down. I would almost prefer Seattle to get their team back first because they were done dirty. So yeah, I, agree. I don't think we're going to get expansion. Like, I don't think that the NBA is going to move on from 32 teams in the next five or 10 years and you know despite you don't the, think so i mean we you know by i guess you're probably in the nba you're probably looking at close to a one billion dollar expansion fee if a team was to buy in and like bowman said it would probably be vegas that would pony up for that they have the facilities more or less with the um t-mobile is that what the one is called yeah, in, T-Mobile, in vegas yeah. t-mobile arena yep mm-hmm. um so you know they have the facilities already Seattle too, it, like remember to climate change came back with the sole purpose of an NBA team eventually inhabiting that building as well. So yeah, but they can't. It would need to be two teams. Yeah, they got, yeah, th- they, they got thirty, so they would need to bring in two if they if, were going to do expansions. If they expanded, they needed the two. So Vegas, that's you're looking. That's a Western Conference team. So you'd need to do another one in the East, unless you kind of wanted to shuffle things around a bit. Um, yeah, you could bump. Do like the old what the NHL did and just sauce Detroit and Columbus into the east, right? Yeah. I think it's more likely that we see teams like Charlotte or New Orleans, uh, the Cassowari get uprouted and and move to one of these other markets like a Las Vegas or Seattle. But I think the if if we're looking at the most likely cities to have NBA franchises next, Vegas Top of the list, Seattle second. Everyone else, very, very distant third. Yeah. See, to me, like, I agree. I I think we'll see a couple teams potentially relocate. I think that's, for anybody that's, like, wanting Vancouver basketball back, that is literally the only way that will ever happen is if somebody purchases a pre-existing team and relocates them to Vancouver. There's no way 
anybody is paying an expansion fee to bring basketball back to Vancouver. And there's, been, and there's been rumors over the years of that happening. I think the Indiana mm-hmm. Pacers was the last one that really carried some weight. Is that all oh, the Pacers might be looking to relocate and Vancouver could be an option. But yeah, I think relocation rather than expansion is definitely where this is going to go. I like the balance of the 30 team league. I don't think 32 is necessary, but uh, we'll see. I mean, look how long it took the NHL to get to 32 teams. I just yeah, I just see it with the other leagues like NFL's at 32, NHL's now at 32. It seems to be 32's the new number it, now. It makes and, it the 16 16. It makes it the nice split. Yeah, then half the teams go to the playoffs, half the teams don't in each conference. Like if if you guys had to wager a guess in the last 20 years, how many times has the NBA expanded? In the last 20 years? Yeah. Uh zero. Mm. go deeper 30 years how many okay i'm gonna say like 20, 21 so we'd be at 19, i'm gonna go with a round zero no the raptors the grizzlies and oh, 96 96 yeah. right raptors yeah. grizzlies and charlotte that's it they are not an expansion league is and that they all they have been i know the raptors and grizzlies were in 96 was charlotte 96 too or was that well, no, Charlotte 90. was Charlotte was afterwards because they lost the Hornets to New Orleans. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then they got the Bobcats, if I recall. <laughs> that was yeah. fun. The Charlotte yeah. Bobcats? That was yeah. a fun experiment. And then they got the name back. Yes. Which was, yeah. I don't know. I'd rather, what, what's with the dumb names? Like, we already have renamed one of the teams, New Orleans, because Pelican is a stupid bird when you can be a cassowary. Yeah. yeah. And then you like a bobcat, you're going to go to a hornet. Like, I know hornets are really deadly and they kill lots of people. Bobcats but... are super dumb, though. Like, that that one really killed me. This is the Charlotte Bobcats? Yeah. What do you mean, like, dumb? Like, dumb yeah. as like the idea, or you just didn't like the. I didn't like the mask? name. I didn't like the jerseys. I didn't like the colorway. Are really there any of it? They're marketing. Like, I like the that they're Buzz City, at least. Like, it gives them something. Was it Adam Morrison? Was their guy the the crier? He was he was their superstar with with he was a superstar with the filthy mustache. Yeah, Uh, broke down in the NCAA tournament after he lost, and then had just the scummiest mustache ever, and then fell off the face of the earth. It was Adam Morrison, right? Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? Yeah, good question. (laughs) I guess heard that name in a long time. I guess their colors were like like brown and gold. Were they not like kind yeah, of Cleveland looked, Cavalierish colors? They had like navy blue, gold, and brown or burgundy. Brown. I, I never know. I mean, I, I turn I on the know. TV and the the LA Lakers are playing in a blue uniform, and I'm like, what? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it's cool. laughs> yeah. Why are the Clippers wearing the GTA font on their black and white uniforms? What's going on? Oh my god, those are so bad. <laughs> <laughs> as so as bad. many good ones as there is, there's a lot of bad ones. So this yeah. uh, brings us to one of our other questions. It's kind of along the same lines from Phil Verrett, basketball Phil. Hey. Would you support a G League or a WNBA team in Vancouver? Yes. Hell, yeah. Hell yes to both. I'd be super into that. I am waiting on bated breath for the Fraser Valley Bandits to get booted out of the Abbotsford Entertainment Sports Center or whatever and go to the Langley Event Center because I will definitely make the trip down the road to check out some Bandits games. I caught um, some of them because CBC did a great job of showing them televised. Um, so I was able to watch a bit of that basketball and it was, it was really good basketball. So I hope that, um, you know, we can see some, 
some, I guess, bigger leagues in Vancouver. I think a WNBA team in Vancouver oh, would do amazing. Um, yes. It like I there I'd was so stoked. There was WNBA a Seattle Storms team. game on last night on television, and I found myself watching it because I, I, I was like, "Oh, sweet." Seattle in something, and I turned it on. I was like, oh, this is too early for preseason basketball. I was like, oh, sweet, it's WNBA. Sue Bird's out there lighting it up. Like, if you don't watch the WNBA, some of the talents on them, like, I literally, like, turned it and just nailed, like, a perfect, like, step over three. And just the tough thing about any sort of expansion in Vancouver is that the city won't support a a loser and Mm -hmm. just go watch it for shits and giggles, right? Like, you know, other cities like Toronto was able to make it through several years of the Raptors being crap. Uh, they did get like a big superstar in Vince Carter, which helped, you know, launch them into the stratosphere. But any sort of expansion into Vancouver is going to be like a really, really tough sell because, I mean, heck, even the Josh, we'll talk about the Whitecaps for a second. Um, what's their how are their attendance figures? Because I know when they first started, when they were in the MLS, they were the Whitecaps. Those bloody scarves were everywhere. People yeah. were super into that team. People would go. Southsiders were, you know, very, very vocal group and stuff, but they've never really won anything or been really competitive. Am I wrong and ignorant just saying that? Or is that relatively accurate? No, that is 100% accurate. Right. Um, and, and now it could be argued that they are at their, I wouldn't, I don't know, are they at their lowest point now? Has it been worse? It's not good, right? Oh, it's been, it's been, it's been worse. They had some scandals. A couple okay. Well, of yeah, no, I'm not talking scandals. I'm just talking like on field action and record and success levels. Yeah. Probably the, the downfall of it was about two or three years ago. And now they've been kind of in a slutty incline but yeah you're looking at like season ticket holders dropping to like six seven thousand um yeah. stadiums of like nine ten thousand i think for the last couple matches uh just not being able to to support the the product and having so much people in vancouver so and that's one of the things too because I, I wasn't just going to bring up you know you brought up the whitecaps but i was going to go to cfl and bring up the toronto argonauts mm. And they can't mm-hmm. maintain a team in Toronto because nobody wants that product in Toronto. So, like, it would it would be really interesting if Toronto was going to try and host a G League team or a WNBA team. They would have to have the market for it. And, too, I mean, winning always helps. But I don't know. I, like, I, I really think – I don't know about G League, but I think – I don't think that the market would be there for a G League team. I think that that would get kind of muddled – attendance people, but people i think would instantly look at that as lesser than yeah yeah but i think yeah. the wnba team could do i think a wnba pretty well team in well. canada and vancouver more specifically i i like that you brought up the cfl I, my my issue with the cfl is that i don't think they're good at marketing whatsoever i think that they market to old people and old people is a uh, dwindling market yeah, but the WNBA um, isn't any better at marketing at all. No, but at least like young people get on board with it. And I think that's the key is that you need to make fans young, right? Like that's one of the things that I thought like the NBA, uh, the NHL did really well in like the 90s and early 2000s is they marketed to kids because those kids are going to be the your lifelong fans. You market to kids and and you'll go far, right? CFL is so traditionalist. Uh, I think WNBA has the potential to to market better if they had the 
the budget or the resources to do so. Everybody listening, you mark this down. You put a pin in that part of the episode for next week or next month when the CFL announces a broadcasting deal with TikTok. And you know that Sean Warren called it. You got to mark it to the young people. Get those things on TikTok. (laughs) As soon as you have a TikToker doing a dance with a Lions jersey, I'm in. There it is. Honestly, though, okay. This you got Michael. Fine. You got Michael Riley. Like, <laughs> yeah. floss, damn it! I want you to floss, floss after every completion. Like, okay, there. This is this is aside, but the the BC Lions doing their their Truth and Reconciliation Day with the with their shirts and the the Indigenous art like rendition of their logo. Gorgeous. Like that logo needs to be on everything. That's how you market to young people, man. Be like, I don't know, man. Like that's, that's the way to do it. Okay. We got, we actually, we we did get a lot of questions this week, which was fantastic. Um, So the next one here is from, this one's kind of um, interesting uh, from Mark A. Olette at Burn Proof. Uh, why am I more popular with Canucks Twitter than Go Habs Go Twitter? And is it because I have no patience for anti-vaxxers, sex assault apologists, and Carrie Price? Not in that order. I don't know, Mark. Um, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> hey man, that's one of your. That's one of your followers, Sean. You're gonna. You can go ahead and take that one. <laughs> yeah, I think I just said Vancouver's cooler. I guess I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about people in montreal i've I've never been there mark we're trying to help you out with uh answering all the questions but i don't know if we have the answer for you on that one yeah um and then we another one here from stephanie at magnificent hey spaghetti she hates it when i call her steph so i gotta i gotta work not to do that but i (laughs) i I give everybody nicknames it's just my thing i just shorten everybody's name that's right yeah you (laughs) called me ghost train so (laughs) yeah yeah um i don't know you know i don't think you have to apologize after the first part of this so i forgot to listen to that episode genuine genuine forgetfulness i would like to know bowman's favorite book josh's favorite tv show and sean's favorite movie and then also, Stephanie, thank you for DMing me and asking me if I prefer Joshua or Josh. And when I said I don't really care, she said, well, why is your uh, message name Joshua? <laughs> That's just what it is, okay? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, okay? <laughs> I call him Josh all the time. <laughs> it's just my name. Um, so I guess, Sean, you want to start that off with your favorite movie? Oh, I feel like I got the hardest one, to be honest. I really do. Huh, I, I don't read books. You, what do you think I would have tried doing? I know. I just saw you looking around and I was like, he's looking Look at my bookcase book. right now going, hey, what of these did I read and enjoy enough to display it? I, I feel like she like completely f- neglected the fact that I have a bookshelf full of books that I actually read. So the book one would have been a good question for me. You, you should have got the book one. I should have got the TV shows. And Bowman, you should have got the movie one. Okay, She's, well, then yeah, let's... She's, this she's is our sh- it up. I love it. No, this is good. We'll answer her question. Give me <laughs> okay. one second. I'm going to my bookshelf. I'm going to find a gem. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I have my favorite TV show, so I can go ahead yeah, and, you and go answer ahead. this. Oh, my God. The Captain America shield in the background. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. Bowman's, Bowman's place oh is so God. sick. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so epic. Okay. Um. So my favorite TV show, it should be pretty obvious. Uh, if you haven't noticed the names of all of our episodes so far are named after Seinfeld episodes. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Seinfeld, without a doubt, is my favorite TV show. I could watch reruns for hours. I have all of the box sets on DVD. Um, yeah. That was the secret. The secret that our all of our episodes are named. Yeah, We, no, we blew it a couple weeks sure. ago anyway. But yes, no. Yeah, favorite TV great. show is Seinfeld by far. Fair. Yeah. You know what? Okay, I'm going to go with this a recent one because it's it's so hard to pick a favorite movie. I don't yeah. I'm not somebody who has favorite things really. Like I just really enjoy a lot of things. Um I'm going to go Shang-Chi, man. Shang-Chi was amazing. Amazing movie. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Marvel guy. Um I love I love everything about the MCU. Uh Shang-Chi being the most recent uh and just a, an absolutely spectacular movie. I I got to go I got to go there. All right, I got my favorite book right here in my hands here. I'm going to read you the back of it. All mm. right. Ooh, the mm. excerpt. Thrill of the Hunt. It's not called Thrill of the Hunt. Just, you know, let me okay. do my thing here. Thrill <laughs> of the Hunt. They supply their high-paying clients with hunting dogs, a guide, and the weapon of their choice. They cover all tracks, provide an airtight alibi, and offer the hunter the challenge of a lifetime, the most dangerous game of all, human prey. <laughs> But this time, they picked the wrong victim. His name is Chance, a combat veteran who's lived his life on muscle, guts, and luck. Now Chance is a living target. They will track him, hunt him, and kill him. No chance in hell. It is the novelization of the Jean-Claude Van Damme film Hard Target. (laughs) And that is my favorite book Look at that guy. Ah, that's yeah. a that's a rainy afternoon read right there. <laughs> I honestly thought the whole book was on the Adelaide Zoo. To be no, nope. <laughs> it is one hundred and eighty-five pages, twenty a... chapters of manhunting glory. Is I it think the my movie wife read that in like two hours? She's Pardon? Is it a movie adaptation? Or is it like uh, that's it what the movie was written it's on? Based, yeah, it's a novel by Robert Tyne. He's great. Uh, based on a screenplay by Chuck Ferrer, and uh, yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme is the ultimate prey in the explosive new film from Universal Pictures. Don't hunt when you can't kill. Hard target. The heart. <laughs> Don't hunt what you can't kill. <laughs> like you may have, maybe you've seen the movie Hard Target. And like, yeah, the movie was pretty good. I'm able to say with confidence, ah, the book was better. Was it? Yeah. He then yeah. kicks a gasoline can into a person's face and shoots it while it's in midair and causing an explosion to blow the guy's head off. That's just good oh. literature. Yeah. The finest literature. Is. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had a leather bound copy of this. If I had a leather-bound copy of Hard Target on that bookshelf over there, this this room becomes a study. Mm-hmm. That's what this That's room becomes. True. Yeah, like immediately. Classy. Yeah, yeah. You just a spontaneously a scotch forms. Oh, yeah. in your hand oh, in a snifter. Yeah, I'm gonna a send her a picture right now. In the my corner. favorite book. Just out yeah. of context, just a picture of me holding Hard Target. She'll love it. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> you'll appreciate that. <laughs> hard target can be an out of context spoiler as with the Adelaide Zoo. Um, yes, I don't. I don't have any leather bound books. I got a bunch of hard covers, but literally all of my books are John Grisham. So you've probably seen a lot of the mm. the books in movie form because John they Grisham novels. Classic. They pretty much make all of them into movies. I'm a uh, like right now. I've been reading like 
various hockey books, which should come as almost no surprise to anybody. Um, the one that I've been reading, I'm a notoriously slow reader. I, I like to like envision everything. Uh, I can basically le- read like one chapter at a time before my eyes start getting heavy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm reading, it's called Game Change by Ken Dryden right now. Oh, okay. And it's, uh, it's on the, the life and death of Steve Montador, which is, okay. it's, uh, it's quite interesting. It's, it's got some parts that are funny. Some are really sad. Some are just interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, really good, uh, good one for anybody that's interested in, uh, concussions and CTE and the effect <laughs> on the brain. Um, yeah, really good one there. And if I may recommend a book to uh, to sports fans out there, yes, the Ken from Reed. the Ken Reed Sports oh, yeah. Net Zone Hockey Card Stories. It's fantastic. He's got two of them out and a couple other books, but they're uh, they're great reads. Just like little 15, 20 page excerpts about what the hockey card, how it came from, something about it. Just just fun little quirks. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, and if if I could recommend a book to hockey fans, I would recommend Hard Target. The novelization, <laughs> the Jean-Claude Van Damme film of the same name. They'd love it. They'd love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, we we got one more question. Actually, yeah, you thought we might be done, but uh, mm. what was LeBron's? Oh, sorry, this is from Abolish This Website, web at Webstar Van City. Okay, hope they're not talking to us. Great, um, great handle, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> what was LeBron's better acting gig? The Space Jam movie. Or when he got hit in the eye playing against Golden State Warriors and thought he may never see again. Oh, that was the best. <laughs> that, that was definitely the one. Taking it back to Van Damme for a second. That was like Van Damme in Bloodsport. You know, when he gets the salt thrown in his eyes and he's just like, have you seen the gif where he's just like rubbing his eyes and super, super <laughs> wide and stuff? That's what LeBron was taking inspiration from with that. That was an incredible acting job. He was actually very disappointing in Space Jam. I was I had higher hopes for his acting ability based on how good he was in uh, Trainwreck. I was going to say I have yeah, a right-in vote in Trainwreck. for yeah. Trainwreck. And I had said that leading up to Space Jam 2. I'm like, we're finally going to see who's the best between Jordan and LeBron, at least from an acting standpoint. And LeBron or Jordan was garbage in Space Jam 1. But looking at him, he was better. Ouch. Well, yeah, like LeBron yeah. was a dick in Space Jam 2 for a good part of the runtime. Like from the opening scene with him and his kids, they're like, he's a bit of an asshole, this guy. Your protagonist. He was kind of like John mm. Fabra in the movie Chef with his kid at the beginning. It's pronounced Chef. Chef? Is it actually pronounced? Oh, no. yeah. Oh, no, I, don't know. I, was, I don't know. No, it's not. I'm oh, uncultured swine. I don't <laughs> use the soft C-H. Kahef, actually. Kahef. Yeah, there's no ch. It's just Kahef. Yeah. Well, you're a big movie guy, so I thought I, you had me really feeling stupid right then. I was like, oh, really? Yeah. You're like, damn it. <laughs> How did I? How did I not catch that? Uh, you, know yeah. French, you know what the French version of hard target's called? Le target hard. No, hard, yeah. hard, hard target. Hard target. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, folks. If you missed the van slam, we are back going. Oh, and we have some key dates um, because that is the end of our quest. Mm-hmm. So we are agreeing that uh, LeBron James sucked in in both of them. And yeah. Trainwreck was his better yep. performance. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. So we have some key NBA dates. Um, 
Training camp gets started up September 28th, so that's 10 days away from when we're recording. Uh, and then the regular season starts on October 19th. So we are one day and a month away from regular season NBA action. Oh, yes. So it is exciting. Um, and so for next week, we're going to watch Hoosiers, or one of us is going to. Some of us are going to watch it. Some of us are going to watch it again. I'm going to watch it again. Uh, yeah, 100%. I was like, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Same for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Unless Carmen Electra calls you and invites you on a gallivanting trip around the Then Las I'm Vegas. gone. Sorry, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to come retrieve me from my Joshua said your roommate to go get him. <laughs> Carmen, I'm like, hide dude, I'm like, Sean, <laughs> you're coming back. We're watching Hoosiers and reviewing it next week. <laughs> <laughs> see you at practice well unless you gentlemen have any other th- basketball or non-basketball stuff to add that kind of brings us to the end of the line all right beautiful well nice to be back boys i'm excited i got to see bowman in person oh uh, that's so right that was cool um had some had some beers that was a good time did not get to see one Joshua Griffith, uh, who decided that he was too good to come early and snuggle with me at my hotel. So that's fine. Yeah. Weird um, that he would just openly say that too. I'm yeah. too good to come there yeah. early. Yeah. He's like, I you just, know what? I just don't care enough. I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I did really want to play basketball. I brought an old school Vince Carter <laughs> jersey with me so Aww. that we could do like a, a basketball jersey photo op. Um but uh, not to be, I guess. So next time, baby. <laughs> no, team, no, people can't see my sadness because, like, when you dropped this message, it was like nine o'clock in the morning, and I just literally got off a night shift at like eight yeah. thirty. And you're like, "Well, you could just come over and stay at the hotel with me." And I'm like, "Aw, <laughs> oh, I, I could have done well, that." <laughs> but I gotta do stuff, and I gotta sleep. And then Sleep I find out, like, week. you know, you're the big spoon, and I could have been the little spoon, and then yeah. you got Bowman over here. He's a ladle. King size I'm the ladle, baby. Yeah. <laughs> big fella. Next next time, guys, we, we will all catch up, and we can actually play some basketball. Yeah. yeah. I was told that by the, the hotel front desk that I could see Vancouver Island from my hotel room, so I could have watched you come over. I... I couldn't tell you if I actually could see Vancouver Island or not because I didn't know what I was looking at. But I'm going to go with yes, I, I did. I actually saw your house from my hotel room and I saw that you were not not coming. So that was cool. I don't think that was cool at all based on how you said it. I think you don't like that. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, and that's the from, kind of insight you can moods. get into somebody's personality from hanging out with them in person. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Well, also shout out to Luke, uh, Luke the bartender. Thank oh, did you, you guys go uh, see? Did you guys go see Luke? Yeah, yeah, we did. Well, I did. Too. Bowman. <laughs> oh, Bowman had to go home. <laughs> we no, I had to be taking care of both of our rides home and keeping yes. a keen eye on the bus coming down the street. Oh, okay. I had somewhere coke. to be. I had to be up at five <laughs> o'clock in the morning the next day. So yeah. I'm chugging a rum and coke so we can make the bus in four minutes. I'm outside trying to finish this thing off. And, and then... I was preparing for the bus to come and have to fill a buster to buy Sean some time. 
Oh, hey, star, I'm just looking oh, for my pass. Hold on a second. I'm holding the door. Oh, I can't find it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. Got your legs stuck in the door. Yeah, and I missed out on <laughs> shots because of it. Yeah, well, you did. Next time. Next time, guys. Next time. Thank you for tuning into the Van Slam podcast, Vancouver's only, to our knowledge, NBA podcast. For Sean Warren and Jay Bowman, I have been Joshua Griffith, and this has been a presentation of the Area 51 Sports Network. Check out all the variety of podcasts that the Area 51 Network provides, including Point Shot Hockey with your very own Sean Warren, Cap Space Wins Cups, a hockey and F1 podcast, and Avid Discussers podcast. You can get more of Bowman and his 76ers takes on the sixth best Canucks podcast, but the first best 76ers, Canucks, movies, wrestling, and pop culture podcast. Trust the process with Wyatt the Stanch and Art, a presentation of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you're a movie fan, make sure to check out At The Movies 10 Years Later, as Bowman and J9 break down the movies that dominated the box office 10 years Chances are you can't get enough of Bowman, and that's perfect, as Nation Extreme Wrestling has started a podcast along with an amazing brand that will bring local wrestling to Vancouver and surrounding areas. You can catch more of me, Joshua Griffith, on the Sports Talk Light Network covering the Vancouver Whitecaps and on the Unnamed Sports Show. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, make sure to subscribe and rate the podcast wherever you listen. For Apple users, we are up and running, so make sure to leave that five-star rating and a comment. For the Van Slam podcast, on behalf of Sean Bowman and myself, until next time, NBA fans. My brother started going bald at 18. So, you know, that was a re- yeah, real early thing for him. That and is then, really early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. And then got to the point where, like, okay, it was kind of fine, like, up top, and the sides was good. But then there was, like, I have a double crown on the back of my head as well, which, uh, if you know what that means, it's, like, two different little spirals that your hair grows out of. Mm-hmm. So the two of them, like Voltron, like a scalp Voltron, joined forces and made it look like a real eggs nest uh, back there for a while. And I think it was, like, one time I was changing in a change room. And I caught like a glimpse of it because how often do you see the back of your right. head? Yeah. And I caught a glimpse of it. And I'm like, oh no. And then uh, <laughs> that night, I think I took a bunch of chronicling pictures on my phone from there, different angles and stuff. And I'm like, I, I think I got to tap out here. I think I think we're done. Uh, girlfriend, <laughs> that's a wrap. <laughs> girlfriend liked my hair a lot, so she hated that I like had to do this. And then she also hates my beard, so she's like, so let me get this straight. You got rid of what I liked, and you kept what I hated. And I'm like, I need something to distract from my bald head and my jowls. I need hair somewhere in here. Something has to happen. And yes, I'm aware the beard is also shit, but I am quickly running out of options. It's a decent beard. eh. And then all of a sudden, well, the fact is the beard is red, and the beard has always been super red, but the hair is dark Mm -hmm. brown. So Uh. I won't ever get to confuse people. Because they always would accuse me of dyeing my hair because my facial hair was a different color than my actual hair. It was a scene, man. But uh, yeah, so I get the same thing. Yeah. So I get like the blonde brown and then I red. Yeah. All my facial hair is red. 
Yeah. But well, now I'm finding a bunch of white and gray hairs and stuff in the beard. I'm like, I just can't fucking win, can I? <laughs> now it's uh, gonna be like patchy in terms of colors. When I can grow facial hair, I will let you guys know what color it is. Because right, I am cool. still yet to be able to grow actual facial hair. Like I shaved like three days ago. Yeah, we all got our really. Things. Yeah. yeah, fair. I, I have to shave maybe once every eight or nine days. Otherwise, it gets like really like straggly. I can, yeah. I can kind of like if if I let it grow for a bit, I can. When I shave, sometimes I leave like the the Doctor Strange mustache, and nice. it's like it's not bad. Like if I if I went for it for Halloween, people would be like, eh. probably should have picked another costume, but uh, we get the effort. I yeah, get. I got a bald spot right I see it here on my yeah this double isn't coming in there yeah mm. no hair grows there everywhere else no problem yeah. right there Mm-mm. unfortunately and not only... on the other side just the yeah. one side yeah the only physical attribute and you know great thing about me physically is so far down it's my calves and so few people get to see it. And we're coming up. The, sum, the summer's almost the summer's almost over, so I won't get to be wearing shorts and free and calfzilla and letting them stomp all over places. But uh, yeah, you just need those like zip away pants, like the yep. ones that become shorts. Mm-hmm. I wear those for work all the time. Yep, that's what you need because then free you the could just free the beast at any point, and people would just be completely unsuspecting, and then all of a sudden, calfzilla shows up. And just oh no, Capsula, run! <laughs> it's like yeah, they big, they big, they beefy. The, Sean, the newest trog door. Yeah, I'm a little bit shocked that you still have those pants that have the uh, the zip away. <laughs> I wear them for work. Just... They're very functional. <laughs> I have two pairs of them, one one in each color, gray and brown. Um. And they're fantastic. Yeah, and it's super important at work that he's bonding with the fifty-year-old men that also work there. So hence those pants. We all have the same pants. It's yeah. all from they're they're from Costco. Yep. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wore those. Those pants got me through a good Euro trip year many years ago. Those things were invaluable. I, I think I had two pairs of those, and that was pretty much ninety percent of what I wore through Europe. <laughs> it is almost a work uniform at this point. Like I'll be walking by. And everybody's wearing the same pants. I'm like, oh, the gray ones today. Hmm, bold. I don't, yeah. I, don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand how I have to work at a gym and I'm not allowed to wear shorts. Our trainers can wear what? shorts, but I can't. It's not professional looking. So you have to wear what? Have to wear? Like, well, I wear uh, Lululemon yeah. leggings then. And I'm like, well, I'm going to display nice. these calves. You can't stop me. I'm going to exhibit <laughs> these things. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be like dress pants or whatever, but I wear like nice black track pants and no one ever mm. says anything. So I. Sean, have I you hit the record pants at the gym when I when I worked there? I'd wear mm-hmm. like those. Yeah, I don't know. It's just everybody wore those, so that's what it I is. wore. Yeah. I want to. Can I wear capris <laughs> at least? Let me let these bees yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> let me free Sean, these up. Sean, have you hit the record button yet? Yeah. Okay, good. I just gonna. I just. I love all this extra bonus stuff. I yeah. Love, <laughs> I love how I just saved it back in my computer for file. But uh, <laughs> I don't I, so see. I have a hatred against those pants because uh, I have a nice story. I, I had a pair one time. I was like, th- this is when they were back in style. So I would have been probably like grade eight or nine. Um, so like we're talking 2003 and got, got a pair, thought thought I was balling. Went on a date with a buddy. We were double. We were double dating. Sorry, 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 sorry. I hate <laughs> nobody who ever got a pair of those. Also thought they were balling. 
<laughs> no, I did. Yeah, no, that's um, for for my my clothing as as a as a youth and a child. It was always something like, dude, you got to get better clothes. You got to get the the name brand, the Nike stuff. The my old G unit. Yeah. I was yeah, I was the guy that showed up to like to showed up in grade five with like um with like thigh high uh, purple umbro Manchester United shorts and was super pumped and everybody's like, what are you doing, bud? And I was like, okay, I have to you know, rethink my life. So I got these pants and I, I thought they were really cool. So we went on a double date, but it was raining. So I was like, oh, that's fine. I can just put the pants back on. Turns out the pants that I got were like ultra cheap. Uh, makes sense with my family. And they turned see-through in the rain. What? So they were like a light white-ish color. Oh, no. And in the rain, they turned completely see-through. Hell yeah. So I like show up to this date and I'm like, my like, oh, yeah, I just got to use the washroom. I'm like trying to like dry them and like flush the fluff them out so they don't stick against my body. So you can't like see through basically. You were just letting uh, your window or, shop. Or, or maybe, all. or maybe, yeah, or maybe that's the look. <laughs> so I, I actually ended up dating this girl again for like years later, a couple of years. So maybe that was the thing that did it. But, um, I, I threw those pants away after that. I was, uh, I, yeah. Window I shopping really is good like, marketing. I'm yeah, telling yeah. you. <laughs> I always re really like when you're like dating someone, you're kind of doing that sort of thing, and then you decide, hey, we're going to be in a relationship now. And then you talk about all the shit that like led up to it. Like, oh, I was so nervous about this. <laughs> and then you find out from their perspective, like, oh, no, it was nothing. Where I really liked you is when you wore the see through pants. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is going to be something. <laughs> That's yes. that's true. That that is true. My favorite like, part oh, of like that a was, I regretted that so that, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is the the post dating phase? We are in a relationship. Let's talk about all the shit that went down when we were dating and what we actually what we really thought during that time. Ah, <laughs> uh, high school dating it was so fun. I'm like now where you gotta uh, go online. I like uh, I'll meet somebody in public. I'm like hey, you know, you, let's let's go for uh, for coffee or over date. Just again, just message me. Online, I'm like, well, no, we're talking right now. We can just talk. No, like, message no, me no, later. We're right here. Be with me in the present. I'm like, I'm like, are we not allowed to talk in person? No, no, because we, we can't all virtually. You talk to the virtual me, or you don't talk to me at all. Those are the rules. <laughs> I feel like it's such a, it's like a creep screen now. So like, instead of having like the the fear or the concern of having like just random dudes like catcalling people on the streets. They're just like, if you message me online, I could at least like Google you or Facebook you first. <laughs> yeah, Make sure no, that you're I, not like a serial killer. I and know, then I'll I agree to talk it. to you or not. I hate it. It's been ruining shit for me for a long time. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> My dates have declined huge. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. The creep screen got me again. Creep screen. <laughs> They're like basketball play. You're coming yeah. up and like, okay, number two, run the creep screen. <laughs> I I'm uh, actually with some of the things that happened in our uh, in our NBA movie book club for this week. I'm surprised there which wasn't is, a play called the picks or the creep screen. Which is what, by the way? I saw a pivot very late in the game to Coach Carter. Did that happen? No, 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 no. I no, said, no, I said you. if you yeah, if you've just, seen Coach I just didn't Carter, watch it. So Sean couldn't find it. And he didn't no, watch well, it. I just, oh, you, I oh, just, you just got didn't... too busy and didn't, I didn't even look. Oh, you just, 
No, oh, you're, you're, you're putting all sorts of technical stuff on it. Like, oh, he couldn't find it. Oh, I'm not sure I looked for it. Yeah. No, I just didn't no, no you're it. making me out to be better than I am, Josh. <laughs> I, I just straight up didn't do it. He was going to, and then he just kept living his life. He's like, yeah, um, we were supposed to do one thing. We haven't recorded for three weeks. Yeah. But what's what that movie that we were supposed thing? to watch? Ah, fuck it. I had three weeks. I was busy for like one of them. Did you miss that? I watched oh. it. I watched it last night. Did you? Um, yeah. I couldn't find it anywhere, but I got one of my I got my Australian producer buddy to. Uh, I was like, dude, anytime What's I did on Disney Plus. I don't know. I don't have Disney Plus. Oh, oh, come on, come on. I got I got like four other ones. We'll get I got five. Amazon. I got Netflix. Twenty twenty one. You get five. What you got to do you is you got to move. You will be ostracized. Oh, yeah, you, you didn't see move. Ted Lasso? Fucking die. Actually, I haven't seen Ted Lasso. <laughs> I haven't seen Ted Lasso. I either. stand by my comments from seconds ago. No, I'm kidding. That's very hard. <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm going to throw guys. I got mentioned you. I've never seen The Sopranos. I also have never seen The Sopranos. Me neither. Oh, okay. A trio of non. Oh, man. Guys, we know. found each other. We're not going to be allowed to like air this podcast in New Jersey or anywhere Italian based. Like, oh. <laughs> Quadrelli uh, hates this show now. <laughs> we were drifting through the universe, all three of us having been the three people who haven't seen The Sopranos, and then we just happened to, like a reverse Pangea, come together, and now we're firmly aligned. You know what? I was going to watch it, but now that I know there are like-minded people like me now who I just can't. haven't seen it, fuck that show. Not happening. Sorry. It's I'm not like Soprano. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Sean, wow. <laughs> I'm not... I'm not a big fan of those. Like, I've never seen Breaking Bad either. Like the murder, gangster ones. They're not Bad. up my alley. I bet, I'm not gonna lie. So I I watched a delightful movie the other day, Chef, with Sean ah, Favre. Chef, yeah. And oh man, I and then now I found the uh, the Netflix show where they do like the cooking episodes, mm-hmm. and I'm so hooked on that. Like I'm. In my kitchen, chop, 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 chop. Question for you: um, How long after you had seen Chef? There's two different personal timestamps here. Mm-hmm. You finished watching Chef. When did you think, "Hey, you know what? I should start a food truck"? And then also later than that, when did you say, <laughs> "No, that's not going to happen at all"? Drop um, that right now. Okay, so probably I think I was about 30 minutes into it. And I posted on Twitter and I was like, "Wow." This is delightful because I'm a big John Favre fan. I love him. I love all of his, you know, directorial stuff, uh, his behind the scenes stuff. Big, big Zathura guy. Yeah. Uh, well, Elf too. I mean, you know, getting him into Elf. And- oh no, you said all of them though. So I'm not just gonna go yeah. with the top flight <laughs> shit. Like, oh, I liked Iron Man and Elf. Yes. I'm like, no, yes, you gotta all be all them. in. You like Zathura, right? Huh? <laughs> yes, I liked his. I liked his cameos on uh, Clone Wars. I liked all of it. Um, so yeah, uh, probably about 30 minutes and I tweeted, I was like, this is so delightful. What a nice story with him and his kid and all the cooking. Um, probably about 15 minutes after that, I decided that I wanted to stop working at the shelter and write about sports and wanted to find a food truck and open that. And then probably about four hours later when I had to cook a 40 person breakfast of eggs and toast for the shelter where I decided that I didn't want to have a food truck. But maybe you're like, I like this, but if this could be on wheels and in a tighter, more confined space, maybe well, that's what I'd be into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have to just make a, like, I mean, I, 
one of the things the worst thing to cook and one of the things too that that i got from that movie was when i because i I do love me some food trucks like Mm -hmm. i i seek them out there's one that comes in in it's getting pretty close here uh right down by my house at a local like uh brewery place it's like Mm -hmm. sipping sliders and they do milkshakes and sliders i always hit that place up but one of my pet peeves is is places then they have like uh, the the menus that it's 15 20 30 things and you're like okay what like okay do i want this to so like five yes like five options what i loved about that was like no this is what we have we literally have five main things you come and get it or find somewhere else like this is what we do we do it good we do it properly in an out burger in an out burger is the same thing they have an incredibly limited menu but it's absolutely phenomenal because they have their specialties and that's what they play within there's no fucking fajitas at in an out burger they don't have chicken nuggets and that shit no we got burgers a couple different options fries and we can slather all sorts of different shit on them that's it get it and go you know what you're here for yeah yeah i like that much better so i haven't seen chef yet but oh, watch I, it. it's delight. It's delightful. Yeah, 